Just when you thought we were entering a bull run, Bitcoin takes another hit. Now, for those new to the space, it might feel like a roller coaster, but to those who have seen this before, it's just another day in crypto. Warren Buffett's got some unkind words for Bitcoin, but a major stock exchange is taking it seriously. UPS is getting in on blockchain action, and Bitcoin is going to the movies. We're still hanging out in the Cayman Islands, and it's about time to hit the beach. But first, we're going to throw some crypto love your way. Oh yeah. It's the Bitcoin going up, Bitcoin going down, episode number 125 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hey guys, this is Tom Vase, and you're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad. This is Jack Tater, co-author of Crypto Assets, the Innovative Investor's Guide to Bitcoin and Beyond. You are listening to Bad Crypto. This is the baddest show on the internet. So tune in and stay bad. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We love you guys so much. We do. We love you so much. I, I love you, Mr. Travis Wright. Hey, thank you. We're in the same room. He looked me in the eyes when he said that. I did. So he means I looked deeply and passionately. It's not deeply or passionate. That sounds really K-Man. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's great recording in the same room because, you know, most and that's why this sounds um, the, the quality of this recording is even better than usual, because we have a, a killer portable recorder and microphones. Usually, you know, he's in Kansas City and I'm in Denver or we're in some other remote location recording. And then you got VoIP stuff to deal with and little glitches and all of a sudden like, <laughs> robot-y and whatnot. Well, that's Trobot mal- malfunctioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to be sitting here. We are still on uh, Grand Cayman Island, and it is absolutely stunning out there. Just it is. Beautiful. I, you know the uh, the bad in our logo. My arms are about that color. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> You're like the lobster boy right now. You know what? I even put suntan lotion on and everything. This is seriously a first world problem. <laughs> We're glad you guys are here. It's the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And we are your crypto medians at your service. And uh, we're going to read a few reviews off of iTunes. And we're going to encourage you guys to do something that you might not have done before. If you haven't done a review yet for us on iTunes, we want some funny ones, right? This show is fun. We, uh, we are occasionally funny. We're always bad. And we want some five-star reviews that are funny. So if you will write us a funny five-star review, then we might just uh, read it off to you here on the show. Uh, the most recent ones aren't really funny, but mm-hmm. just to kind of give you a flavor for it, t- uh, Tex Dave writes with his five-star review, love the show, makes my hell of a drive to work in Houston slightly less awful. Stay bad. 
So we we you know we try to make drives less awful. That is true. Oh, here we go. Here's my favorite one from Dustin H. James. Highly informative and easy to digest. The host of this podcast take crypto noobs softly by the hand as they walk them through the jungles of digital currency. Uh, when the going gets tough, the singing gets louder. You ask yourself, why are these guys singing? They're nerdy digital marketers and futurists. Then you burst out laughing behind the wheel of your 18-wheeler down the highway in Fairbanks, Alaska, 10,000 gallons of unleaded gasoline fishtailing behind you as your tanker careens from one lane to the other. But none of that matters. None of it. This is one of the best podcasts you've ever heard. A smile forms across your face as you pass your exit, barreling down the Richardson Highway into the unknown world of cryptocurrency. (laughs) Uh, It's not dangerous at all. You know, what he's carrying behind him there is he is careening down the highway. So uh, if you'll go to iTunes and write us a five-star review, make it funny. Make it funny. Be funny. Here's one, too. Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> but that's a three-star one. That's a th- They're okay. There's a lot of fluff, and they, they normally take about 17 to 20 minutes before they hit their subject. Could use more structure. That was really early on in our in our crypto game, too. That was actually right there in the first month. So we do have a little bit more structure now. Yeah, we're we're not quite as bad. Good, Nick. But uh, while we're at it, let's read one one star just because they're funny, too. Couldn't even finish listening to it. Just dumb. I, I, it's too bad. He's too dumb to understand. Uh, my dad wrote that one. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. So you guys have your marching orders uh, or requests. I don't want I'm not going to boss you around. I'm not the boss of you. Neither is Travis. Right. But we'd appreciate it. Go be funny. Go write us a five star review. And uh, now let's get to the bad news. So 8,200 Bitcoins were moved from a Mt. Gox wallet, and uh, they're saying here on this article on CCN.com that that's the possible sell-off that is affecting our Bitcoin price currently. And uh, so the Mt. Gox trustee, they, he was tasked to sell about 200,000 Bitcoin after the bankruptcy, and uh, they've suspected to dump another 8,000 Bitcoin on the cryptocurrency market. That's a potential thing that says, hey, this is what is kind of shocking the market. But I want to touch base on something here, Mr. Joel Com, because we don't talk a whole lot about trading and investing and technical analysis. And that's one of the new skills that I'm working on developing right now. I'm stack I, that. <clears throat> I'm trying to stack it up. I don't have it down yet, but I've uh, I've been introduced to this guy, Scott Crypto Man on live crypto trading dot net and I'm actually paying for the service and this dude was a uh forex trading guru, right? And so he's made a ton of money. He understands technical analysis and now he's applying it over the last few months to crypto. And I've been watching him now, I've been watching a few of his episodes and I've not seen him be wrong yet, right? And he was like, he said this about a week ago. He's got this uh, kind of a southern draw from like North Carolina. He's like, he goes, I don't know why everybody's thinking, you know, Bitcoin's going on a bull run. That's bullshit. Bitcoin's going down. It, it hasn't hit the fifth wave yet. It was, I was like, fifth wave? What does it mean? And so he started talking about like, oh, Bitcoin, he went here, bop, 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 bop. And then we had a, it looked like it was a bull run going up, but it did not get past 11,400. It needs to get over 14,000 to be on a full, full on bull run. And it hasn't hit that, the bottom yet. It hadn't hit the fifth wave down below. So he thinks it's going to hit somewhere around, you know, 5,500, maybe as low as 4,000 before it pops up. Once it hits 14,000 though, it's going to skyrocket to 35,000. And uh, so I was watching some of the other stuff that he was talking about. And he goes, if you have some of these, you better get out of them because they're going to, he goes, and he was all like, he uses Fibonacci. 
uses the Fibonacci ancient sacred geometry, and it matches up on these charts way more frequently than you would actually think. And that's that, you know, Fibonacci is like you take this, the number and then you add the, the number, the next number, and then you add the two before it. So it starts like zero plus one. Zero plus one is then one, so it's one zero one one. Then you add the two before it, so then that's zero. Then that's two, and then you add two plus one before it, that's three plus the two before that's five, and so it just it adds the number before it each time. It's a sequence, and it creates this little spiral thing, right? And so uh, there's some mathematical equations behind that that's really fascinating, and. Every one that I've seen that he's predicted, like when EOS hit that went, went on that big run and went up to twenty two to almost twenty three dollars or whatever, that hit this four point three eight or whatever number, and I was like, er, that's the point where it's going to start going down, and then immediately just started tanking down from there. It's like you can see when they go on these these big runs, it's like they hit the top of this this Fibonacci sequence, and they stall and they start going down. It's almost like it's almost like. Like clockwork. It's crazy what he was showing these different ones. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start listening to this guy. So I'm learning more about technical analysis. I am certainly not an expert in it at all, but I am uh, on the journey of learning. You're friend. so technical. I'm trying to learn. You know, um, so the, re- the reason we're at, you know, at Grand Cayman is because all that Mount Gox Bitcoin went to our wallet. So we're just here for good. <laughs> yeah, we're living here now forever. <laughs> and uh, family, we will miss you. Yeah, so well, we can record from here, clearly. That's true, because we're, we're, we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. So that could be one reason. Another reason people uh, believe that crypto might be taking a dip is because of the words of the legendary investor uh, Jimmy Buffett. No, uh, he's the legendary musician Warren Buffett, um, and, and he said... He said that Bitcoin is red poison squared, probably red poison squared, and his homie said it's like trading turds. It's like trading turds. Bitcoin, like trading turds. <laughs> what is that? What a- I'm trying to mute the damn thing. I don't have both hands, so I can't use. There we go. <laughs> I well, just he- made a melody out of it. Does that work? Yeah, that's great. Uh, he actually. He actually did. I'm sitting here going, what are you doing, Travis? But that's good. This is, uh, we're bad. So uh, he said, previously, Buffett has said that Bitcoin will almost certainly, quote, come to a bad ending. And this was at the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting um, that this was said. And Charlie Munger, his business partner, has called Bitcoin turds. Uh, So, you know, actually, he didn't say it was rat poison. He says it's probably rat poison squared. Squared. So that's rat poison times, times rat, rat poison, poison equals what? Like cancer. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so funny about these guys? You know, it's like every, everybody um, on mainstream media, or at least a bunch. I saw a bunch of people on mainstream media talking about this. And they're like, oh, they don't like Bitcoin. They don't like Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin's rat poison. Oh, it's turds. And and then you look at what ha- Berkshire Hathaway is holding. It's the most biased crap you've ever seen, dude. Like I, I posted it on Instagram. They have over sixty-five billion dollars worth of banking stocks: Wells Fargo, American Express, Bank of America. They own all of them. Sixty-five billion dollars worth of their stocks holdings are in banking. So of course they don't like Bitcoin. So I, I, you just got to look at them and go. Eh. And also, 
Berkshire Hathaway did not see Google coming. Mm -hmm. They did not see Amazon coming. That tells me enough. You don't always get it right. Nobody nails it all the time. They don't get technology. They get old school stocking, old school stocks, old school trading and investing. They get that. They do not get the new school. Ever since the internet come out, they've not really been hitting on them. So uh, I'm going to bet against uh, Buffett on this one and say he's wrong. Maybe he's drinking you know, some something funky. I hope it's not rat poison, you know, stay healthy, warm. But um, he, he's there's no way that he he understands blockchain and Bitcoin. Yeah. And then Bill Gates was saying stuff, too. But then in 1994, there's a quote from Bill Gates where he said, you know, banking is necessary. Banks are not necessary. And now that he's global elite, super, super billionaire guys are like, oh, yeah, well, I would probably short Bitcoin if I could. Well, in the Winklevoss, one of the Winklevoss twins, I don't remember which one, challenged him on Twitter, said, go ahead, put your money where your mouth is, Bill, short Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Well, if you short Bitcoin right now, it's going down. And it's it depends. You know what? At this moment in time, short Bitcoin, when it hit 90, when it almost hit 10,000, it didn't bust through. If you short it and it's going to go, maybe it goes back down to 5,000 or 4,000 like this, this uh, trading guy says. I looked at the charts, and once he explained it, that made sense. That's a possibility that Bitcoin could go down to five. It's also a possibility that Bitcoin could just stop, turn, and bust through 14000 Once it busts through 14000 though, you're sitting in that fourteen dollars to $35,000 range, and that's where that's where, that's where Bitcoin's going to go. Ba-boom. So that, I mean, that range, fourteen to thirty-five. that's a $21,000 gap. Right. So this is where we're looking. If we look at uh, John McAfee's dick curve, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it curves to the left. He showed us in the video. Okay, so so if you guys are following (laughs) this, that's not what I meant. (laughs) His prediction. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a predicament I've gotten myself in here now. But there is this this logarithmic line of that matches you know where his prediction would go and we're right there in line with it now but in order for it to hit a million by the end of 2020 it's got to have this exponential rise in the curve there's just no other way to get to a million from you know nine thousand mm-hmm. i mean it's gonna have to grow <laughs> Nine hundred and ninety-eight thousand dollars by stock in Viagra. So there's that. Here's another thing that might be uh, causing Bitcoin's price to fluctuate: uh, futures launch. Uh, you know, it, it being uh, being a thing that's happened. There was a research paper that came out on Monday. And uh, these researchers from the Federal Reserve of San Francisco, as well as a finance professor from Stanford, believe that the recent price trend is similar to how the housing bubble developed in the U.S. during the uh, the 2000s. And so the the CBOE and CME group, um, you know, had uh, futures products that launched, and they think that this is um, you know part of the reason that we're seeing this downward pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, big money is starting to kind of control some of these bigger currencies. And as the price has dipped down, then big money can go in and buy up a whole bunch. And, you know, that's what's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, so we, we've, we've talked about futures in the past and there's some other stuff going on. They're, they're buying crypto in unprecedented levels. Right. And what's interesting is in our in our next story, you know, the wealthy are actually hoarding you know, upwards of $10 billion of Bitcoin in bunkers. 
And so, like Scrooge it, McDuck, I see them, like you know, when they're tossing Bitcoin everywhere. Yeah, they're probably in a USB drive, right, or or uh, you know, on a Trezor or something inside see, you an can't underground. Swim. You can't swim in coins the way uh, Bitcoin, the way Scrooge McDuck did with you know his True. doubloons and all. Yeah, that's why you you know you might want to divest a little bit and get some crypto or get some, some, get some of those silver. crypto coins. Yeah, you know those ones with the Bitcoin logo. If you really love crypto. Don't just put all your money in crypto. Put some of it in gold and silver because the price of it is so undervalued right now. I mean, it should be Are way, you giving way financial advice? I'm not, but I'm just saying think about it because there's some really cool coins out there. You can actually combine your loves by you can get those silver Bitcoins and silver Litecoins and Neos. And, and there's fun stuff. I mean, I, I've gotten into, you know, picking up a few coins here and there from uh was it j jm bullion or bullion or i don't know some of them actually will take bitcoin right won't jm bullion you they can will. send bitcoin over there yeah and they can send you real coins so it's actually taking digital money from thin air and actually buying gold and silver is actually an interesting it's a fun thing i don't have a whole lot of gold and silver but it's fun to have so uh this article here we've mentioned Argentinian entrepreneur Wences Cesaris before on the show, and uh, he is a, a Bitcoin optimist, and he is basically an evangelist out there telling that Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires about Bitcoin, and it's a global currency, and he started a, a company called Zappo. X-A-P-O, and he's got a network of underground vaults on five continents, including one in a decommissioned Swiss military bunker. And so uh, two Zappo clients said that they house roughly $10 billion of Bitcoin in those mm-hmm. in those bunkers. I was having a conversation last week with some folks about how it's probably what banks will be in the future is, you know, b- banks with digital money. How's it going to be? It's going to almost be like uh, vaults where we store our crypto, where it sort of has like a FICO type of thing, where it's or, or what is it? Not FICO. What what is it? The um, the, the insured is a FICO where they insure you up to a hundred thousand dollars. FICO. FICO. Yeah. And so that's maybe what the banks of the future are going to look like, where they're going to be storing crypto. Mm-hmm. And if they have some crypto in, they're probably going to try to do some fractional reserve banking like they've done before. Like, oh, we have a million dollars worth of crypto. Now we can trade out crypto or some crypto derivative or something. Right. So digital money, in my opinion, is here to stay. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a future advisor. But I mean, it looks to me like, you know, more and more people are jumping on and uh, more of these organizations are are jumping in as well matter of fact the next wait one- wait wait before you go i want to i want to just i want to say one more thing about this okay, uh, i had a this, great transition there. i know but it, you you this is like this is gold to understand okay, okay. How, how this works is there you know how do you put it in a vault and how do you secure it like mm-hmm. what is that so they put it on a cold storage yeah um and then they layer on other electronic safeguards on it and if you want to get it out um, it says retrieving Bitcoin from the vault takes two days. They verify a client's identity. They authenticate the request. Then they manually sign the transaction with private keys from multiple vault locations. Approval from three vaults is required for any transaction to be authorized. Uh, so, I mean, if you're going to, you know, a vault means it's got to be super duper, super secure. Mm-hmm. Super duper. And I, I think that pooper. Poop, poop, poopity scoopity boop. Nice. I'm doing a little Kanye West here. Yeah, I guess so. Scoop poop. You never did hear that song. I never did, did listen to that song. Oh my. Okay, and now back to Travis's transition already in progress. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's, it is fascinating. I mean, how you, security is something that's definitely needed in the crypto space, especially how uh, if you have a if you have a billion dollars worth of crypto, can you imagine how paranoid you're going to be? So it's good to have those things uh, within some various different vaults for sure. And uh, other organizations are looking into crypto as well. The NASDAQ CEO has said that cryptocurrency plays a role in the future. <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> Adina Friedman, she told uh, CNN's uh, fake news uh, journalist Poppy Harlow that she's optimistic that blockchain, the technology underpinning cryptos, will play a nice role in the economy of the future. And there is a nice video there that you can watch in the show notes that talks all about that. So, you know, not only that, but um, then we discussed, was we discussed last week, the owners of the New York Stock Exchange is looking to potentially create a, a an exchange for crypto, right? NASDAQ has talked about it as well. So we're getting real in, in, in institutional, you know, uh, curiosity about this space. And, you know, they're starting to execute and move forward on some pretty interesting projects. I got to follow up on this just because it's so funny this kanye west song that came out lift yourself uh it's just like this normal kanye song until it gets to the end of the song and <laughs> when you get to the end of the song his uh his lyrics are about poop poop de de scoop scoop de de do whoop whoop de scoop de poop poop de scoop de so on and so on and so on. And people are wondering if he was just trolling, you know, the internet. There's an article linked in Mashable, but what I found especially humorous is somebody took those lyrics and they put it to video of people scooping poop with pooper scoopers. And <laughs> so you guys get the treat of, yeah. uh, of experiencing that as well in the show notes. You maybe think that his, um, that song idea may not have been fully baked. <laughs> It's a crappy. It's crappy, kind of a crappy a crap, song. Crappy song. So uh, anyway, um, poop did a scoop. So the CEO of Binance, uh, a lot of people's favorite exchange, uh, wrote this piece on LinkedIn. ICOs not just quote good to have, but necessary. We have to have the ICOs. You know, well, uh, Chang Peng Zhao, he said from his his own experience and watching hundreds of other projects at close uh, distance. He would say that raising money through ICOs is about 100 times easier than traditional VCs, if not more. And with the ease of raising money increased, Logic says there'll be 100 times more startups, well-funded startups, where, where ICOs are allowed. And uh, he went in to talk about how courting in VC investors and doing PowerPoints and business plans and pitch decks and executive summaries and due diligence term sheets and all that is, uh, you know, it's such a huge cycle, spends a whole lot. People spend a whole lot of time on that. Uh, or you can basically write an awesome white paper about your passionate dream project and raise $20 million in, in 10 days. Yeah. From thousands of people around the world who speak your language. Hmm. Tough, tough decision right here. And, you know, one of the points he makes uh, is that if you wanted to participate, for example, in a $50 million round for Uber and you only had $1,000 to invest, they're not interested in your money. He says even if you had a million dollars, they may or may not take it. You need to be a you know, high-profile, famous VC investor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's difficult for regular people. So, you know, we, we look at how people have been crowdfunding projects on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and that's really all this is, right? We are going to kickstart our company using an initial coin offering, and we're going to allow everybody to play. 
Of course, here in the United States right now, we insist on making things difficult because you're not to be trusted with your own money and your own, and be responsible for your own decisions. We need to protect you. Um, and but other places of the world, pretty much most places, you can invest, you know, one ETH in an ICO as a minimum. Some of them even less, like point one. Mm -hmm. is all that it's needed to play. And so people that want to speculate and invest a little bit in something they believe in, they can do that. You know, this has been one of those interesting, interesting times because I think it was back in 2013 that the government finally allowed uh, crowdfunding and investing to happen. And I was chatting with a, um, you know, a business associate of mine, Thomas Carter, who was running this thing called Capital Services Group who now has launched Dealbox, which is like a blockchain business accelerator and crowdfunding platform. But we were having these conversations in 2013 before Ethereum had been launched. Like, how, what are the mechanics of taking Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo to be able to invest in companies? My, that was one of my questions is like, yeah, I love this device that you're creating here on Kickstarter, but how do I invest in your company? Mm -hmm. Right? I want to be an owner in your company. I want to get... I don't want to just buy your product. I don't want to just be a consumer. And ICOs have really taken the world by storm by allowing regular Joes and regular Joels to invest small amounts and and have a chance to make some returns. It, it, why do these big rich guys, these global banking elite and venture capital elite, why are they the ones that? Yeah. Why are they the only ones who get a win big? Mm, not fair. Not fair, you guys. Not fair. Ugh. So Chen Peng goes on to to talk about some of the uh, the problems and misconceptions. You know, the wisdom of crowds certainly plays in to um, to ICOs. The more people that have the opportunity to play, you might see trends there. I, I like to look at telegrams to determine. And, you know, just how interested people are. Now, the ones that do mega airdrops, those numbers get skewed a little bit because people are just coming for free cryptos. Uh, and he also makes the point that there's scams everywhere. Those scams haven't stopped. I, I still get text message scams, you know, in emails. The, the quote unquote IRS calls me. This is the, you know, it's a bot. Who's got one of these? This is the Internal Revenue Service. You are delinquent. Please call us at blah, blah. And it's all scam, right? They're trying to build people. So um, has phone regulation helped to stop that? Has the do not call registry stopped thieves from calling anyway? No. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the final point he makes is about uh, ICOs have a high rate of failure, just like any startup. Right. Well, that's the, that's the whole point. Like, in the traditional VC world, angel investor world, nine out of 10 startups are failed within what, three years? They're done. Nine out of 10, if not more than that. 95 out of 100, right? So it, it remains to be seen the fail rate of ICOs because, you know, not a lot of them have fully baked their product yet and have it fully launched because we're still in that beginning stages. They get their funding. Now they're taking that funding and they're building their projects. Over these next three to six months, Mr. Jokom, we are going to see the rubber meeting the road on a lot of these projects. Uh, are they real? Are they fully baked? Did they actually do it or did they take the money and run? Are you perpetually hungry? You're always talking about bacon things like fully baked. Yes, everything, everything. Fully baked. Completely <laughs> You're so baked. Uh, there's a few other companies and, and places that are leaning to the blockchain. One of them uh, you may have heard of the 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 gentlemen running around and and ladies, gentle ladies as well, running around in the brown shirts and brown shorts. Mm -hmm. uh, the UPS people. Uh, this article from the fanaticalfuturist.com. UPS bets on blockchain to transform the one trillion dollar shipping 
industry, all about that supply chain stuff. We've had many conversations about this as being advisors of ship chain, right? And and helping them with their ICO, which they didn't even have to actually have to do an ICO because they raised all their money prior to. But ship chain and the, the supply chain is such is, – is, in my mind – the second biggest use case for blockchain aside from banking. You got banking and then supply chain. Look at the problem here too. It says in this article, the FBI estimates that cargo theft causes an annual loss of approximately $30 billion per year with an average theft of $190,000. And that can cost consumers up to 20% more for their goods and it's because they're not able to you know track the mm-hmm. stuff you know from point a to point b you've got these old methods of you know pen and paper and manifest logs and it's so easy to scam it 30 yeah. billion dollars a year of cargo theft yeah i mean that's don't that's be stealing my cargo that's like that's like way more money than i have it's like my car was parked out there and then it's gone where'd my cargo <laughs> Oh, that was you horrible. are such a doofus. <laughs> that was that was horrible. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Big company, Facebook. What do they want to do? Well, what they've done is um, they've taken uh, Messenger's David Marcus. He is going to actually run a brand new team that's dedicated to researching and diving into blockchain and how Facebook should be using it. He's going to leave Messenger. He's going to take over this new internal team that is exploring blockchain technology. They want to find out, you know, what they can do with it from the ground up. How can they, you know, benefit Facebook from the ground up with blockchain? And, you know, for one, they need to create the FB coin. And every time I create a hilarious status, they need to pay me some FB coin. You know, I'd be good with that. But here's the thing. All of these companies, Amazon, we're still waiting. You know, when are they going to start taking crypto? Facebook, when are they going to integrate crypto? Google, at some point, going to integrate crypto. And the question is, are they going to develop their own blockchains? Are they going to develop their own coins? Or are, you know, some of these coins that are out there now prime to be harvested? Say, you know, wouldn't it be amazing as you and I both have, you know, are holding a little bit of stellar lumens as many of our listeners are as well. Because for those of you who listened from the beginning, you had an opportunity to get 500 free lumens when they were like one and a half cent. And now they're like 40 cents. So if you missed it, mm, you should have been listening. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. We do have a couple invites. We do. 500. But we haven't decided how we're going to manage them yet. These, we're going to give you 500 lumens, which is essentially. Well, they're going to give them to they you. They are. Stellar lumens. We don't actually have them yet. They, 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 they gave send us, them out to you. Yeah, they gave us invite codes. Yeah, so we have 500 stellar lumens, which is now worth about 150 bucks. Uh, Stellar's no, down to about 30 cents. Your your math is. Stellar's down to 30 cents today. Is not. It is. No. Yeah, it dropped it from 40 something down to 30 cents. I saw it this morning. That's about $150 worth of free stellar lumens. So whoever writes the funniest review this week the one that makes us chuckle and we'll read it on air and then you will get 500 free stellar Lumen. so we we will decide corporately we'll vote here yep. uh, we are the panel of voters my vote is worth 51 percent. so make me laugh <laughs> there you go okay so lumen so you know what if what if and this is pure speculation with no evidence to you know support that it could actually happen but what if amazon says we're going to start using stellar lumens blockchain for all of our you know uh e-commerce crypto transactions mm-hmm. holy cow i mean the whole market's going to go nuts whenever amazon says we're taking crypto mm-hmm. jeff bezos knows it i don't know why he's waiting so long but 
this is going to be volatile, right? But here's the thing is like if they had started accepting Bitcoin back in the day when it was worth $40 or $400 and then it becomes worth $9,000, I mean, just hold on to it. You just made a bunch of extra money. It becomes, it becomes money and, and, uh, consumerism as a, an investment vehicle kind of, right? It's like if you, you accept payments in Bitcoin and Bitcoin goes up over time, you've not only, got money from the product that you sold, but now you make the investment opportunities there. So, you know, Joel's completely speculating about Stellar and, and Amazon. I've not seen anything no, there's, talking there's about no that. It's complete that. speculation. Um, it's not even speculation. It's a hypothetical. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I'm not speculating. I like Stellar just because I like Stellar. I like how fast it is. And uh, Jay, Jed McCaleb seemed like a, a cool cat. We should actually have him back on because we, he was our first one that we had on. So around our year anniversary, we should have him. Maybe back he'd maybe. give us more uh, Stellars to give away to our listeners. For fans, for yeah. sure. That'd Jed, awesome. you just got put on the spot. Scoop, Jed, boop, scoopity, boop, boopity, boop, boop, boop. So Doug Mon, who is serving as the science and technology director, directorate, what is this? Directorate of the Cybersecurity Division and Department of Homeland Security testified before two congressional um, subcommittees last week. And uh, he basically is, is telling Congress that blockchain uses are almost limitless, 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 limitless. That means there's no limits. That was good. On what can be done. So there you go. So you can In read space. that article. You can read about that article because they are. Uh, almost limitless. We talk about them all the time. How many industries are being disrupted by it? Governments need to use blockchain in ways that keep them accountable. I think that's important. And and it's interesting. One of the examples that he used here is about supply chain and digitizing all that. You know, we just got done talking about that. Maersk and IBM began a collaboration we talked about before, and they started this thing in, in 2016 about how um, the paperwork for goods, it, you know, it doesn't always go with the goods that it needs to be care you know that they're shipping with the containers and it becomes a big mess so more validation Mm -hmm. Uh, well speaking about those congressional conversations around crypto uh, there was big news last week that ethereum and was being discussed as potentially a security and that there was going to be a an announcement of what the sec thought a finding a finding what in reality, what was happening was they were meeting to the CFTC and the SEC were basically meeting to discuss Ethereum. And what did they what did they find out? Uh, I love that. If you guys like those little jingles, that is from 80s J. And uh, his picture and notes are there. We found the dude on Fiverr. We found He's- the dude on Fiverr, and he was like, dude, let us let me do news songs for you each week about crypto because he loves crypto himself. He's been collecting crypto since like 2013. So rocking. And uh, he's also the dude who did uh, uh, the Welcome to Bad Crypto, a song yeah. that you'll hear soon. Yeah. Not today. I was going to say, we haven't, you guys haven't You've heard, not heard it yet, yet, but you will hear it soon and, and you're going to dig it. So, yeah, uh, Joe Lubin, who is the co-founder of Ethereum, says, quote, he is extremely comfortable that Ether is not a security. 
Um, we spent a tremendous amount of time with lawyers in the U.S. and in other countries and are extremely comfortable. It's not a security. It never was a security. We are absolutely unconcerned about the current discussions. Ethereum <laughs> is not a security. <laughs> uh, Ethereum. That was a home sweet home. I love that. I, yeah. I was a big fan of Motley Crue back in the day. You guys are going to be singing that now all day and all night. <laughs> Was that was that a nice little Easter egg though? You weren't expecting that. You weren't expecting us to drop hilarity in the middle of the news like that. <laughs> you never know what's coming next on bad crypto. We've referenced the banking on Bitcoin uh, documentary several times here. It's on Netflix if you haven't seen it, and definitely worth watching. But this story from uh, Bitcoin.com says new movies featuring Bitcoin hitting theaters soon. And so, you know, people are talking more about this in, in everyday conversation, and it's making its way into a remake of the 1972 crime drama Superfly. It's a uh, 2018 version. And um, Sony Pictures. So this is not like this is not like a little independent sort of funny thing. This is actually a real a real official. You can watch the official trailer here. And what, what's what's happening here is the main character is a drug dealer who wants to quit the dirty business, and so he swapped cash for crypto and redefined the hustle. And Superfly is uh, basically it's like a remake of that 1972 movie, as uh, Joel mentioned, Superfly, and is now dealing in crypto instead of cash. And uh, he basically uh, is going to be what is it? He's ch he's chasing six thousand bitcoins on a PC sold to a pawn shop, and. Uh, yeah. No, that's a different. It's a totally that's different a di movie? Yeah, it's a different movie. This article actually references three. There's that one. Oh, wow. And, okay. And uh, then the last one talks about uh, Silicon Valley, the uh, the show on, on HBO and Guilfoyle, who I still see as the nerd on Freaks and Geeks. I mean, that, you know, from from long time ago but he actually he's he's done well moved on his career and um they reference uh Bitcoin in um in this episode several times so oh yeah it's it's actually pretty it's pretty hilarious i've seen the clip that every time uh bitcoin goes up or goes down at a certain swing uh it it is this uh price this uh <laughs> this little snippet from this song death metal song you suffer comes on <laughs> Like, and it's like really loud and everyone's like freaking out every time every time that he does it so that was pretty funny and um finishing up our news for the most part for this week huawei the chinese phone company that uh is is pretty much banned in america because uh they say that the chinese are spying on us when in reality the um you know all these countries are using huawei devices and they've never found any issues on this uh so there, Huawei smartphones in the future are going to have Bitcoin wallets, and uh, will, they, will they be wallets? <laughs> wallets. They will be wallets, <laughs> and uh, they're going to have a Bitcoin wallet. Nice, nicely done, Mister Joel. Uh, so I'm actually a Huawei KOL, a key opinion leader, and uh, I believe Joel Com is as well. But he's kind of an inactive one. I don't know if you've ever done anything. I have no opinion. You have no opinion. It's it's not. It, that it's key. because <laughs> they they uh, they sent me a phone, mm -hmm. uh, but it only works on AT and T, and I'm not mess. I'm not having that i'm not i don't i don't want no at&t i mean at and mobile actually what you could do is get a um uh, an old school i did this for on ebay i bought a um a t-mobile card prepaid card but it's like an, a vintage one mm -hmm. it's like um 
uh, basically you just got to put ten dollars on it each year, and you get to have you get to keep the phone. And so it's like I have like a little separate phone, and now I'm actually using that phone number for a lot of my sort of crypto things because unpublished. it's untraceable. Nobody knows the number that I have. It's unpublished, and that number and you can't, is and you can't sim card, you can't sim swap it. The number is it's very it's very secret. It's seven zero eight 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 five nine zero three zero, and nobody knows what it is, so they're not going to be able to hack that one. I wonder whose number that is. I don't know who just got gonna those. Get, don't call that number, please. Yeah, 708-885-9030. And finally, a Lambo has finally created a vehicle that you can actually drive on the moon. And it's not the sports car. <laughs> it's a Lambo Land Rover. It's not. It's actually, it's a tractor. It's a tractor. You can literally mow your yard with a Lambo. I had no idea. Um, our, I'm going to go friend, mow with my Lambo. A friend of the show, Sebastian Enault, our French friend uh, who works French, for Renault. In the blockchain division, and he told me, Joel, your accent is wrong. You Instead of going up when you finish your sentences, you should go down. This is the correct dialect. You go down, monsieur. So <laughs> he sent me a picture, and it's in the show notes so you guys can see. They actually have a number of different tractors, uh, Lamborghini-tractors.com. So uh, when you finally do get to the moon, you'll find out that uh, they have a number of devices, which will get much better traction there, I think, on, on the moon. You know, don't want any of this John Deere green. You want Lambo silver. Yeah. Dude, if I had a farm, I would be rocking the Lambo tractor. Can you see these farmers out there? <laughs> they, they invest in Bitcoin. Got my Lambo. I got myself a Lambo. I'm going to go uh, cultivate some land. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Have you shared the show with a friend today? Because Have you? Fr- friends share. Sharing is caring. You know what? If you just told one friend about bad crypto and got them to listen to the very first episode, bad crypto is badco.in forward slash zero zero one, because that's how we have it set up. Or if you want to have them listen to a, a one that we created around Thanksgiving after we were a little more knowledgeable, badco.in forward slash zero five three. That's an episode where we really go in and kind of go down the rabbit hole and talk to people about how it all works and why it all works and why crypto is is becoming so important. Tell a friend, share it with your friend, let them listen to the show. Just say, hey, listen to this one episode. If you like it, cool. If not, cool. But I want you to learn. You don't want your friends to be a have not down the road. And I we were having some conversations here at the World Tokenomic Forum. People, the, the world is changing so fast. 5G is coming. It's right around the corner. All this automation and AI, artificial intelligence with machine learning and all this stuff. It's going to put, it's going to change, it's changing the face of commerce. It's changing jobs. And, you know, you want your family to know about crypto because if they get in sooner than later, they're going to have an opportunity down the road that they would not have had if they had ignored crypto like they are currently doing. And as Mr. Ronnie Moas said, uh, he said that the risk of not investing, Ronnie, R-O-N-I, the risk of not investing is greater than the risk of investing at this point. I think that uh, somebody out there that's graphic designer, maybe design a T-shirt that says, friends don't let friends not crypto. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. You like the that? rule of Ronnie. The rule of Ronnie. Risk of not investing 
is greater than the risk of investing at this point. Because you know what? If you invest in crypto and it's people are thinking it's going to hit a million dollars and right now it's at eight grand, $8,500 and you buy a couple of them and you say, you know what? Let me, let me buy. You don't even got to buy a whole one. Just buy some of it. And maybe you buy a half a Bitcoin for a few grand and it turns into a million dollars down the road. And that's, you have a half a million dollars. You're going to shave a few years off your, of your retirement. Yeah. You won't need to be in the dollar shave club anymore. You're going to be shaving half a million or something like that. It's maybe, gonna, it's but gonna we're not finan- financial advisor we don't know we don't know much we don't and i think we peaked in november you said when we you know our expertise got a little better we actually know a little less now we do so we yeah you should have like caught us at the the, the peak the peak that's yeah. right yeah because you, we were mooning you missed <laughs> you missed our mooning i also decided uh, as we leave you guys today that um i i might get a dog and i'm gonna name him bad are you yeah that dog so no well it's just gonna be his name bad that way, well, that way, when I, you know, I want him to just not follow me, I could say, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.